have a song of His reign and glory. We have a message clear for all men to hear, and a commission to tell the story. Dr. Salami, I saw someone. I saw someone said I have 15k followers with 11 likes. Someone like you refused to refuse to like because you think I'm a scam. Keep believing is a scam till your disease takes your life. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna reply. The disease of hubris already has taken years. <laughs> Herpes doesn't kill, moron. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send an apology to him real quick, but then follow that up with uh, kind of a threat again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dr. that his name is Dr. Salami. Is that yeah. really his name? Yeah. I mean, no. well, maybe. This That's is, his legal well, name? That's yeah. on his birth certificate? Yeah. It's his Nigerian salami. birth certificate? They, they gave you a salami in Nigeria those. when you are born. So, some of these <laughs> doctors' names... I love the the spectrum that they run. Like one will be like you know, it's seem, seemingly legit, like you know, Nigerian name, and then another one is like a pick of an old white guy that says like, Doctor Phil. Or Dr. <laughs> <Jim>. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about this Phil guy. <laughs> there ended up being uh, an another Doctor Larry after the original Doctor Larry account was made. <laughs> wow. And then there was the white guy claiming to be Dr. Sebi's, or claiming to be Dr. Sebi, but like friends with Dr. Sebi's son, right? Yeah, his name says claiming Dr. To be Sebi. With Victor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, and then he was like, I did not say I was Dr. Sebi, as his name says Dr. Sebi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that video of that Victor posted where he's just puking into a public sink, public bathroom sink. In the the caption just says like duck flower shrug, and so I had to look up what duck flower was. It's just a thing that smells like the Wikipedia entry for duck flower says it Wait, gives off. What kind a of sm- flower? Spell flower. Flower. I mean, what do you mean flower? Like a plant. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like duck flower. Like oh flower no no no, no, no. Duck. Fl- flower no it's it's the the petal looks like a sitting duck kind of okay is where okay. it gets its name but <clears throat> apparently it smells like rotting burning feet is the like description mm. on wikipedia and dr sebi famously uh proselytized that it was good for a, a cleanse it was a very good cleanse for your body this makes you violently puke for like an hour and a half apparently and now he just made that up right uh, i mean oh yeah no i don't want to trust speak the on science his name trust well, no. the herbal. i read a theory online the other day that i think rings pretty true that was that uh, Dr. Sebi was controlled opposition. He was basically an... Oh, I think this was a 6G post, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Sebi was an off by, like, the CIA to, like, make Western medicine look good in comparison to herbal remedies, some of which do work, but not Dr. Sebi's because he just was, like, making shit up. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, it's true. There's obviously some sticks and shit you can eat that will probably make you feel better. Yeah, they I, got I cereal that'll that. make you shit. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. I think I I think I saw some um I I think it was more in the context of that carnivore only diet that like, you know, the Rogan the Rogan crowd was pushing and you know, all those right. folks in that in that same sphere. Um, some some know, of some people. Not I, I don't think it's as common as it seems from the well, outside. Well, yeah, yeah, not to imply that it's common, but just that, you know, it was kind of a, a push thing. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, I'm like sure the there are King work, sort of. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there's there's probably some validity to certain types of shit like that being good for you. Um, but, like, I think, I think I saw someone point out that it was like, well, you know, it's good for you by virtue of the fact that you're excluding bad things, not because this diet is good. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, oh! Would you go on any kind of restrictive diet? Oh, right, gonna, for sure. The second you start like paying attention at all to what you're putting into your body, you're going to probably do a little bit better because you're going to be thinking more about it. But, but here, how about this? What if you keep eating normal, but then you just add some like random organs, like animal organs? Well, how about, how about this? Game. How about this? And God has decided decided a long time before you were born what your life would be like, and you can't do much to change it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might I, be I, true. I, I mean, wh- why else do people get to fucking s- smoke and drink every single day of their lives and live until they're ninety and die of some unrelated issue, and then right. some people get like horribly sick as a child and stay constantly sick? You know, I think mostly Just, genetics. Yeah, Gen- genetics seems to be God, but yeah. you have a degree of influence over that genetics, whether that 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 has yeah. a super significant impact or not. I guess. Like, well, I was and I, environmental I, factors. I was yeah. hanging out oh, with yeah, someone for sure. over the weekend that got we got on the subject of aliens, and he was like, "You know, I just don't." You told I, you told him your abduction story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And how they taught you how to use the carnivore diet, and they were like, "That no, wasn't a told, U- that wasn't no. a UFO. That was a minivan." <laughs> <laughs> Beaumont Beaumont told me he got abducted and the aliens jerked his dick off. Yeah, they 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 and he liked it because it. they put something up his butt. The al- yeah, the aliens looked like uh, bimbo. He's never told you this story. Yeah, they they taught you about sounding and gooning. Yeah, they sent a they sent a, a sounding to your gooner. <laughs> a sounding probe all the way down from the UFO, like into my race car bed as a child, and into my pee hole and my bladder. <laughs> There's like eight CRT monitors lined up, and they're all playing like the scene from Men in Black, where like the farmer is like infested with that alien roach. Oh, I love yeah. that! What a good actor! He should have won something for that because he he really was yeah. convincing as a roach wearing a human suit. Hey, I say take away Will Smith's award that he won and give it mm. to that guy for that performance yeah. because I agree with my I'm with Mikey on this one. I think actually that it disrespects you know, you the ceremony. The, you got to respect this as an actor. You got to respect the sanctity of the Academy. You know. Yeah, I mean it should be. I mean I don't know. It's like you do something like that at the the uh, VH1 awards or the MTV awards or something. You know, do something there. Not not. Yeah, that's to be expected. The, ki- the kids' choice awards. Go up and <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking <laughs> roundhouse <laughs> kick a child. Who Will, wa- did someone Will, like really Will Smith out- uh, suplexing Corey in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't someone really weird and like obviously not who would have won win the kids' choice award recently? Well, then, remember seeing something like, something like that? Oh, this was it just uh, Jared, Jared Fogel won my <laughs> yeah. achievement award. I think it was Dan Snyder. Uh, uh, Harvey Snyder. Weinstein. Yeah. Dan Snyder, I don't think, has been canceled yet, has he? I don't think anything's affected him. 
I don't know. Oh, I mean, well, he's, they, he's, he's got too much. He's, I mean, media, you know, he's what well, he. All right. You know, let's not to get, you know. But, you know. <laughs> you know, if you know, right? <laughs> if you know, you know. All of the all of the very weird compilations people have made of all of the uh, the era of Ariana Grande being in Nickelodeon shows and how like weirdly sexualized all of those shows were around the Dan Schneider time of Nickelodeon. Really? Yeah, it's very very strange. That and like the fact that as soon as he had the reins or some feet shit logo for Nickelodeon was a foot. Uh, but that's weird. okay. But that f- the the foot like the foot in the logo, I feel like that's fine. If it hadn't come from like the diabolical master pedophile mastermind, that's just, that's a problem though. I feel like that's like that's banks. like when you see the weird the weird triangle symbol out in the open, or they're like Hillary Clinton is like one like palming a, an entire large pizza. It's like they're <laughs> yeah. rubbing it in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really weird that. Dan Schneider pushed on. You remember Nick Arcade, the little video game show where like kids competed with like video yeah, games. And, like, I think so. It, it was one of the earlier Nickelodeon staples. Uh, mildly entertaining because you get to watch kids be completely incompetent in simple video games, <laughs> yeah, Frogger yeah. and shit. Uh-huh. Um, but but it's really weird that Dan Schneider really pushed the fact that the kids played Custer's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little bit weird. I don't. Know. He made him act it out. Okay, you guys are all collectively the girl, and I'm the guy. <laughs> and oh, you'll man, never I've been get watching points. a lot of SVU. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, did you get to the GamerGate episode? No, not yet. Catch are they all? There was are they all? No, they're not from all the ripped from the headlines. No, mm-hmm. there's some really good writing in some of the early. I feel like this is all procedurals. They sort of like blow their wad on good writing for on like the episode to episode level um, early on, and the show sort of peters out, and then they move on to rip from the headlines, and then I think SVU sort of like. <coughs> Uh, continues to be good enough and like gets better again. Uh, hmm. I think so at least. But it, it, there was it, a little there's a little dip where maybe it's the right. I don't know if they kept doing it through a writer strike. I don't know when that happened. Hmm. It's it's fairly entertaining regardless though. It's kind of it's a fun yeah. show to watch and like you know you can have a drinking game with it with friends and shit. You know it's entertaining. How would you do that? Um, I forget the rules, but there there are certain like uh, certain you know, things that characters say or certain events that happen. Like what's the, what's the lead actress's name in the show? You're telling me Mar- Marissa. Marissa yeah. One's like, take a shot. If she gets hit on another mm-hmm. one is like, is there a child abduction or rape? Is there one that's like, does ice T say that's messed up? Does, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. does, the Asian guy, does the Asian guy come in? I forget his name. Dr. 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 Ben Carson. Yeah. That's it. Dr. Dr. Sebi. Yeah, he's like an FBI guy who's just on loan to them, or he's just around so he helps out. I never understood that. We, we need to, here's the thing: we need to engineer some sort of uh, herbal medicine bust. So there's an SVU episode about the SVU detectives cracking down herbal doctors who are Doctor Larry poisoning people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I I did want to say uh, the second ADA way hotter than the first ADA. ADA, assistant district. Assistant oh district oh oh! Well, she's the one that has the the famous picture of her wearing the jersey that says "sex crimes" on it. 
I think so. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's so that's so <laughs> funny. That is so funny. That's that's I some good Western promises that. merch, actually. <laughs> there, Sex there, there was, I saw some post. I don't know the account that posted like a early two thousands movie or something, and some like jock or bully was wearing like a cutoff shirt that said "Kill all artists." <laughs> that's yeah, also good. they talked about that on Comtown. That was on uh, the uh, she's all that or the the Freddie Freddie Prince Jr. One of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those joints. Yeah, I, w- I was going through a lot of um, uh, like early two thousands horror and comedies um, over the lot, like pre- a little bit pre COVID, but also during COVID, and mm. it, it's so entertaining how ridiculous they are, how fucking schlocky they are. Occasionally, you'll run into one that's pretty good on a rough scale, but <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the picture. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, like a baseball jersey. <laughs> God, it's also something about the lighting in this picture makes it look like a PlayStation Two pre-rendered cutscene or something. Kind of a little bit, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there, there's that video. Let me see if I can find a little it bit Code minute, Veronica but... there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does have that Dreamcast CGI quality. Uh, yeah. I also there, I played play a lot of Dreamcast this weekend too. Oh yeah, oh, what did you play? Uh, Power Stone, Power Stone Two, a little bit Dude, of hell yeah. yeah. Power Stone is like the only Dreamcast game I played. Power Stone's great. Better, than, better than Smash Brothers, man. Oh, it is. No it really is. Because you can just pick up a gun, like a, just a, like a fucking gun in Power Stone and shoot people with it. Uh, it's so fun. Yeah. And it's one got the, the uh, it's kind of like the full 3D environment. You yeah. Know, and one of the characters in Power Stone 2 is just like a molested boy. I'm assuming. <laughs> he's, he's really cute. Powerful. So Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just uh, Elijah Ricky Wood. Munez. <laughs> Who uh who is is it Munez the the one that says he was like doesn't remember anything he was yeah, molested so bad anything. he can't remember anything well he doesn't say it's because he was molested I don't think but yeah but I think it's widely it speculated well he can't remember being molested so you know I, th- I think unreliable he, he, narrator I think he Dude, doesn't he was probably being like ritually anally sodomized by executives yeah like weekly they kept him in the foot of the Nickelodeon sign. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they just like would feed him xanax or something i don't know yeah and then as a reward he got to do uh agent cody banks or whatever uh that movie was Was that him <laughs> yeah, yeah no that yeah. was him yeah <laughs> uh y'all remember spy the... kids yeah i, yeah. I think I've was that a nickelodeon joint no i don't know but it was like in that Steve Buscemi, kind of prime nickelodeon I don't think he was he's in it, probably. Was he? Yeah. It, 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 Antonio no, he, he, Banderas. Steve Buscemi, because Steve Buscemi says the line that like everyone loves to quote from that movie, which is, does God live in heaven because he's afraid of what he's made on earth or something? It's like a weirdly deep line for a Spy Kids yeah. movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, is that Spy Kids 1 or 2, though? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be Spike funny if they just 3D. had they just had uh, Steve Buscemi's lines all be lines that the judge says in Blood Meridian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the judge making appearance, big bald, nine foot tall pedophile. <laughs> just he just uh, he crushes one of the thumb guys' heads with two two rocks. Oh man, one uh, Kevin, so let me good. ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. What's Who, up? Uh, what does my feed look like to you? Is it clear? Your feed, like your yeah, my what? video feed. Is it clear? Yeah. What about clear. Beaumont's? Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty clear when it, he stays still. It, oh wait, does does mine look clear? Yeah, yours yours was a bit better. Now it's a bit blurry, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. oh now it's getting blurrier. Yeah, see, it's Beaumont has bad up. So so I learned I learned, I learned what I learned what's happening. 
What's actually, that? if you want to hear, if you want to hear what's happening, I would love um, to hear. Uh, they apparently You're actually stealing internet from a Mexican family. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just realized that um, soon to be a crime in like the UK. God, yeah. Wow. No, it. Uh, they are like changing the lines, like the physical lines in my area, and they just didn't tell anybody. So routinely, uh, my internet nice. goes down like four times a day, uh, and so then That's it comes awesome. back up. So yeah, my up is pretty bad. That might actually, we could we could do a test really quick and see because since it's just since it's just audio, I think it should be fine when I start playing this audio file. But if it does sound bad, it might make sense to end this one really quick and I send it to you, and you host it if you get what I mean. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I would be down. Yeah, but let's try let's it. try it. Let's just see if it. Yeah, let's try it. Just see if it works. I feel like audio um, will be fine. Yeah, audio should What's be that, fine. Uh, what, you got a little tattoo there? Oh, yeah, I am oh. showing it for the camera. Oh. This is exclusive Patreon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a B. Wow. I fuck with it. Have you, uh, have you been stunned I by I fucked B? it. Oh, yeah, well, I told, didn't I, I tell you I, I was doing beekeeping for a couple of years? Yeah. yeah. Kinda got, I kind of got weird about it this year, so I don't think that's happening. But, yeah, um, so especially early on, because... I was dissuaded by my pseudo mentor slash the, the woman who taught me the, like taught the classes. Uh She was like, Oh, you don't really, you know, need a suit. Just like kind of cover up with some long sleeve shirts, get a veil. It's like, you'll be all right. That was the worst (laughs) advice I've ever received. (laughs) And I, that sounds like really bad advice. Yeah. It's good advice. If you've been doing it for a decade and you know how to do it, but she should know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, but how do you, yeah, how do you like, know how to not do I mean, they'll still sting you through that shit, though, right? Or do you, like, know what you uh, get better at knowing when they're in a stingy mood or something? Yeah. Beer, or bees especially, like, certain different types of honeybees have certain different types of dispositions, I, I guess you could say, depending on the, you know, how they were, you know, created or how they were born. But um, they, they do have a pretty interesting, like, intrinsic response to fear in a way. Like they won't view you as a predator as much if you don't like do like shaky movements, if you're not like freaking out, if you know, you're not like, they, they kind huh. of react to how tense you are in a weird way. So like, if you've seen, if you've seen videos of like people just like chilling with like short sleeve shirts or they do like the bee beard thing and the yeah. bees don't attack them, it's like, they're totally, they've been doing it for so long that they're totally relaxed. Like, yeah, like it's not a big deal. Do you remember in uh, what Jackass movie was it where they put him in a limousine with a beehive and then locked the doors? And, oh, yeah. And, and then put as marbles as, outside the doors. As soon as they got out, there were marbles on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, what a genius. Because the bees in the limousine is funny enough, but then the marbles on the ground is just sort of so funny. Uh, yeah. 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 No, I've, been, I've been stung by quite a few bees and wasps yeah. and shit it sucks i never it, it kind of does yeah it 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 sucks but it's not the worst thing it hurts annoyingly enough for like 10 seconds but then yeah. it just kind of i think i think a wasp hurts more but i don't know because i got i feel like yeah. it's stung by more bees what the the fuck thing is and I, I don't remember if i told you this part but obviously you know I was nervous. I was getting fucked up. It's like, I didn't know what I was doing at first naturally. Cause it was like my first time doing this. So I got yeah. stung a lot. Uh, it got bad because like the originally, like before I got a suit, the, um, the, the veil that I got didn't fit. 
So I had to like stuff it with shit to try to clear the hole, but that didn't work. So bees would like get in my oh, under my suit, like no. stung me in the neck, and that was. And I, I'm like trying to manage it while I'm getting stung in the neck by like six bees. I was like, this is not good. This ain't a good thing. Uh, you know, fast forward to maybe a few months later or something. Like you know, it sucked, but you know, I got over it. At some point, I developed a medium allergy to bees from being stung by them, which I didn't know was possible. Oh God, I know. Um, do that. And so. You know, oh. then I got the suit, so it wasn't really happening. But, but like during that transition into being allergic, like they would sting me on the arm, and my entire arm from like my elbow down would swell like a balloon. I'd have to get like a steroid shot to deal with yes. it. Yes. So you yeah, can. So lesson you... learned: don't listen to people who know what they're talking about because they don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew you could develop allergies, but I always thought it was. I didn't know it was because you got, like exposed to the allergen because like for me i'm allergic to cats but like of years of just like being around cats it kind of like goes away a little bit you know just kind yeah. of chills out yeah yeah it's yeah it's weird well don't you also have to have like uh whatever hypoallergenic cats are or some shit uh, i don't i just have fucking regular ass cats yeah, yeah. mangy ass cats <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. dumpster cats <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's funny. I think long hair cats are, are better for people with allergies because they don't develop Probably. as much dander or something. Or um, hairless. Hairless, too. But hairless, they still lick themselves, so I think you still can be allergic because it's their spit that's yeah. the problem. You could be allergic to hmm. the dander and or the spit. Yeah. yeah. I woke up one time. If spitting in your mouth, it's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I woke up one time with... Um, one of my cats uh who doesn't normally sleep near me at all but just decided to like crawl up and sleep on my like head and forehead <laughs> the entire night and i woke up without being able to open my eyes because they were just like sealed shut it was disgusting oh jesus yeah it was have, have you ever have you ever um do you guys have earwax problems at all yes you do uh, yeah my I only problem is that i don't too. generate enough of it because i love scooping it out of there yeah, yeah, that's it. also kind of a thing. I love yeah. it when you pull pull the the fucking Q-tip out of there, and it's disgusting. But mine generally yeah, yeah. aren't, and it's upsetting. And if you kind of have weird, like, good are. nerve endings in your ear too. Where it kind feels of feels great. Good. No, oh, it yeah. makes yeah. me gag. It does. It makes me cough. You got to squeeze your thumb so you get past that. What do you mean, squeeze your thumb? <laughs> it's like squeeze. Make a fist, squeeze your thumb. You won't gag. That's really? a, that's a trick I learned in punch yourself in the jaw. Um, well, you were getting fucked in the ass in the bathroom. What? What is this? So what do you mean? Yeah. Grab your thumb. <laughs> Gagging because I'm so disgusted by ankles, a homosexual act. Yeah, because your you're, you're being made to suck dick in the boys' bathroom. Yeah, no, I mean that was the joke, but um, no, you, you can yeah. squeeze your thumb. That's like a trick, apparently. I don't, um, I don't know about that. So I can brush my teeth. Like I can brush my tongue if I do this. Mm -hmm. I, don't I know. suppose. Yeah, you can do anything you want, man. Yeah, sometimes um, just brush could, my teeth I makes me gag. deep throat. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, well, the point of me asking was that I've become a little bit better at managing it throughout the years, especially with these weird alternate Q-tip sort of devices. But uh -huh. um, there was at least probably twice, but one very distinct moment when I was in college and I hadn't cleaned my ears for a little bit and I woke up and I um, had terrible erects in both ears and I had probably lost 90% of my hearing. And I started like freaking out. I was like, and I go deaf, started texting my girlfriend. I'm like, I cannot hear anything right now. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be crippled now. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh God. No, I've never had it that bad. I've definitely had like more wax than ever before. I, I mean, I desperately want to go get the, 
the where they go in there and scoop you out. Yeah, where how do you get that done? How do I, I just how do I find it. that? I think it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. Insurance? Um, do they take yeah. insurance? Probably do yeah, that free but clinic, I bet it I, but I bet it's like very cheap. Cuz it's not they're not it doing is, anything specialized. Yeah. I feel like having old, uh, ears full of uh, earwax makes my tinnitus worse. Do you have you tinnitus? Have tinnitus? Yeah. That sucks. It's fine. How, have you had always always had it, or did you something? Was it your um, time in I think I've. <laughs> no, I've. I feel like I've always had it as an adult, but I. Uh, it wasn't as bad when I was younger, and it. I don't know. I. I like. I started wearing earplugs to shows and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for but sure. But the damage is the damage is done. It'd be it'd be really funny if um <laughs> someone was watching wear like earplugs at like band practice or whatever. If someone was watching American Sniper too loud and got tinnitus from the sounds of that movie. <laughs> got PTSD from their husband constantly watching uh-huh. American Sniper. Um but yeah, as soon as we're ready, I think we should jump right into the meat. Oh yeah. The meat of this. What do you guys think? I forgot we had a topic. But yeah, what do you think about the woman in the shirt that I sent you the picture of? The sex crime shirt. What about her? She's attractive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think that's it. Is, she, is she new or is she the new one? No, she, or the well, old she's one? the, yeah, because there was one before her. Who? who that was more the... sort of more severe looking. Hmm. That's the assistant DA? Yeah. She's like the person who they're working with to like build a case. You know what I mean? Like the lawyer that's like, Talking to the people in the fucking room and working directly with the detectives. Uh, I want to see if I can. Oh, but she was still blonde, or no? Yeah, the first one was blonde. <coughs> Is this one not blonde? No, oh, they change. Of. They change around. Oh god, How's I just it now? got a... still fucked up. No, no, sounds better now. Sounds good. All right, cool. Yeah. I just got a. Oh god, I'm trying to look up the the. DA's in order, and I got an ad for Lizzo, Nicholas Cage, and more strike a pose for EW and Amazon Prime's exclusive South by Southwest portrait. Wow, that sounds that sounds like a fucking Wait, robot generated sentence. Say Lizzo, that again. Lizzo's watch out for the big girls. What's it? What say it again? Say it all again. So it's a it's a it's an Entertainment Weekly profile i guess article says lizzo nicholas cage and more strike a pose for ew and amazon primes video exclusive south by southwest portraits what kind of like self-respecting person still goes to like fucking south by southwest like not the mute not to go see a band play but like the fucking like technology quest experience or whatever yeah yeah i i didn't realize south by southwest was anything more than a music festival Oh yeah, I think it's yeah. been it's been meta for a long time. They should do the Lizzo experience where you go and they just make you walk around with like a huge weighted vest. A vest. Huge <laughs> yeah. yeah, make you go to a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> you know that video of that woman dancing on the table and she falls off or something, and it's like labeled as Lizzo, but it's off. It's not Lizzo. It's just some woman. Oh no! no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, that's one of but... my favorite videos, and I believed it was Lizzo at first. Um, you have to do that in the experience. I, I love the, there's a hot dog eating contest where, um, <laughs> it's a guy who gets like very sick or he's like mad the, because now, he gets disqualified. The, the Kobayashi Maru was the guy who won all those yeah, hot dog yeah. eating championships, right? Yeah. But this guy, this guy dream, he wishes he was him and he, okay. 
like the way it's set up is they're all up on a stage, like a platform, and mm. there is a a trough down in front where everyone pukes into and spits and throws up or whatever. And he gets mad because he gets disqualified and he stands up and slips and falls into the puke trough. <laughs> and it's just like flopping around in there. It's disgusting. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> there's, there's a few things that I feel like I would not be able to bounce back from. And one is falling into a hot dog puke trough. Yeah, dude, that's rough. Um, but one thing I did bounce back from, was uh years and years and years of being raised in a in a high controlled religious organization um, wow uh i so here's what i now, want do you do. think this is something our listeners will be interested in uh yeah i think so i think so well, i mean I how does it compare to earwax <laughs> so you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think they okay. will i think i think you'll find it very interesting i think you'll find it interesting too yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to it. Which ultimately, I thought we were doing this for us and not for the listeners. I didn't realize we that's had true. shifted yeah. priorities. That's 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 the uh, the basis of good creation. You create yeah. things that you love, or at least don't embarrass yourself. And then if someone else likes them, great. If not, then yeah, you go to hell, yeah. You absolutely. Know? And this is um, you know, so listeners, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay, I think it could be. So, what what I want to play is a talk, uh, and a talk is shorthand for kind of a sermon, but sermon kind of for me implies like the, the Sunday at a big church given by the priest, right? Like mm -hmm. that's typically what people think of when they think of a sermon, but Jehovah's Witnesses, they go to meetings fucking three or four times a week. And the one of them is Sunday. And what it's the most, oh, okay. It depends. It depends on like what the scheduling Wednesdays? is because multiple congregations. I mean, when I was, when I was really young, it was Tuesdays. I was a little older. It was Wednesdays. At sometimes okay. it was Thursdays, um, but sometimes it was like Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then Sundays. But Sundays is a staple. Everyone goes on Sunday for the most part. Um, okay. And Sunday is the one that is most like uh, church, right? Somebody gets up there, gives a, a sermon, and then sits down. That kind of thing. The midweek meetings have more kind of administration because Jehovah's Witnesses have a lot of like duties and responsibilities to do. So the midweek meetings. <laughs> Uh, they are aimed at like helping you cope with like life as a Jehovah's Witness, like how to do things. So you will have things like if there's been uh, a lot of like, and if if people in the congregation have noticed that a lot of the young people are going to parties and drinking, then there will be a talk specifically geared towards like. Hey, drinking while underage or overindulging is unscriptural and can lead to all this shit, right? Um, if there's like a book series, like when Twilight came out, there were like lots of talks and things given yes. about like spiritism and things, like you, how you can't, how you shouldn't be inviting them into your home or whatever. Uh, so there's a specific type of talk called a local needs, and it gets scheduled for the most part from the governing body organization of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, and so that gets handed down. So every congregation has it in the same schedule, but you tailor it to fit whatever that congregation needs. If something major happens that they need to get a hold on people's feelings and experiences and, and point them in the right direction and, and massage their brains the right way, they will do a local deeds kind of as an emergency for the congregation. So this talk that I have recorded is technically a local needs talk. Um, and it is about me after I'd already gone 
that a friend of mine recorded for me while he was there. Um, he was sort of your undercover brother. He was my undercover brother. Scenario. Yeah, yeah. We um, that's, see people won't understand how clever that joke is because as Joe's witnesses, you called <laughs> uh, your fellow Joe's witnesses brothers and sisters. So it's a little inside baseball. Yeah, yeah. So this is so the way I want to do this. I want to play this, and I think um, we'll just kind of play it through. But if I have something to say about it, I will pause it. But if you guys have, if you hear anything that is, is if you have a question about, to like tell me, and I'll pause it and we'll talk about it. Um, how just out of curiosity, like when these sorts of things happen, how how long are they going to visit the topic, or does it does it vary? So, so th- this talk is about fifteen minutes long. Um, mm-hmm. No, but like they, for how many weeks? Oh, prob- probably probably just this one because they don't want to, like they don't necessarily want to dwell on it uh, a whole 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 lot. Um, it's just something that like needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed, and it's because they are worried about potential fallout from whatever action. So, like for example, if there had been, uh, they want to get like the story straight, and so another. Another reason for these, and this is a term that Jehovah's Witnesses wouldn't use, but people who have been in it and have left, they recognize that it is called a marking talk, which means if someone had been going around and had been doing things but hadn't been officially excommunicated, but they yeah. were no longer in good standing, they would give a, to- give a talk to the congregation, not using the name ever, not using anything super specific, but everybody knows marking that person as hey probably not a good person to spend time with if you're trying to be a good Jehovah's witness uh so and they, they couch it all in scripture and everything else um but they're they're marking that individual telling them that hey telling the congregation to be cautious of this person because you know some people are very in the know in the congregation and know what's going on and some people show up not as regular or not are not tapped in enough so they are you know more susceptible to maybe being pulled out, which is what they were hilariously worried about me doing, which was like <laughs> encouraging people to leave. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but yeah, I think we should just uh, start it. Sounds good. Oh, and this guy giving the talk, he's a morbidly obese, disgusting looking fucking idiot. So, what's his uh, hair look like? Um,. <laughs> Does he looks look like, like Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's 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 bigger. He's bigger than Louis Anderson. But he wow. wore like medicate like prescribed shoes, you know. With those soft uh, diabetes oh. socks. Yeah, yeah. He had yeah. he had like just a humongous nose. Um just a big dinner plate fucking nose. Looked like a somebody had boxed his face. Uh years later I'd run into him at a Shipley's donut and I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Like of course you're here, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I'm gonna run into you. Yeah, so yeah. Fucking shit, please. Okay, so, uh, oh, and there are gonna be. Ooh, I didn't think about this. I'm gonna have to edit this. There are gonna be names in here. I think that I'm gonna have to edit out at some point. But that's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me give you uh, three quick scenarios. First one is an energetic young man thinking that he can help wants to change the world, runs down to an army recruiting station and joins the army. Second scenario. A young person answers a post on the internet from someone looking to have a very close personal relationship with them. 
third scenario. A naive, inexperienced woman listens to a voice in an unusual setting and believes a promise to see things God's way. What do all three of these have in common? Do you see? Dark, Dark Souls well, NPC questlines. The reality of each situation <laughs> is dangerous. What you see on the face is not real. It can even be deadly in one way or another. The new recruit will eventually, very likely, discover the horror of war. But that's not what the recruiting station looked like. The young person seeking a relationship in the way that they did is very likely to have their life turned upside down, inside out, and backwards. It's going to change. It's going to get turned out. And even though <laughs> Eve was thoroughly deceived, don't you think she figured out the ugly side of life pretty quickly? Can you imagine their first argument and every argument thereafter? It would have been ugly. What they saw was not what, real, what was reality. So what's the point? Is it just that we need to be careful and thoughtful? And here's what we really need you to understand tonight. It's much more significant than just being thoughtful. Jehovah's people today are surrounded by a moral cesspool. There's no other way to describe it. So, to counteract that, we simply must never, ever take for granted what we are as part of Jehovah's organization. Such as so, obese. <laughs> so, okay, literally, yes, obese. Uh, two, this guy beat his first wife and kid. Uh, nice. and, and like cheated uh, on them. So I love that he's describing everything else. He's cheated on the kid a... by raising <laughs> the other kid. <laughs> <laughs> dad, dad, whose stuffed animal is this? Whose stuffed animal is in your bag, dad? Dude, yeah, well, not to digress too much, but I, I, did, I did see a, a little serial killer video about like where this, this dude was in an abusive family with like brothers and sisters and the brother, like the Greg, brothers were basically... This, this yeah, the death curse. As he puts it. Um, and the brothers would like some of the brothers would beat the sister, and the other brother was like, "Well, I'll protect you, but you gotta have sex with me." Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a fucking! There should be an SVU on that. Wait, what yeah, was this from? Uh, it was like a. a little video about like a the origins of this serial killer like oh, or oh. Something. wow damn it had to be sexed into the protection of <laughs> yeah. getting, getting beaten up by your dad or molested by your dad yeah that, that's really funny cheating on your kid with another kid who's bla- <laughs> who, who's who's bay blades are these huh dad who's bay blades are these yeah. <laughs> gotta shove these up your ass <laughs> okay because you know what the things you see here are exactly what they seem to be. There is no fake front, unlike the false fronts that we see all of the time. We really do enjoy a spiritual paradise. It's palpable. It is a safe haven. And it is the most desirable place on earth today. Do you agree with what I just said? (laughs) I know I see your head shaking. It's okay. Yes, it is. Yet, some choose to leave that 
that's incredible when you process that in your mind. <laughs> now, there is no simple reason, no one simple thing, because if, if we could fix that, we would, right? It's not one simple thing, but the result is the same. Okay, so this is, this is also very funny. So uh, some context, he's giving this in a kingdom hall, which is, it probably seats around 200 people-ish, I guess, probably. It's a very modest-looking auditorium type thing. Um, and everyone in there is is a captive audience, right? And they're all, for the most part, Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, but I, I love the idea of him saying, if it's any, if it was any one thing, we would fix it, which is just like not, it's completely untrue because a lot of people leave for very individual specific things, such as, uh, I would like to take a blood transfusion instead of dying. Uh, and if you take a blood transfusion, uh, you will be kicked out of the, the congregation. Yeah. Well, so like, it's against, it's against like God's natural order. Is that the idea? There's a there's like one scripture in Leviticus I think that says the blood is the soul into it's like you shouldn't consume it it's like it's it's the life force and to consume it is is unholy or whatever uh, yeah. and so they well, they extrapolate that out to be that's the premise of that Seinfeld episode which one where Jerry or, gets some of Kramer's blood and he's like oh my god. Oh, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah, Seinfeld is mostly based on Jehovah's Witness, it early Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, it was biblical. It's yeah, biblical. doctrine. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it's obviously just it's it, it's so funny to hear this guy say uh, that what you see here is what you get. There's no false fronts, and then immediately just blatantly lie, saying that they would change something if they could, which they can't. And also, the individual elders, which this is one of, of the congregation, have no control over doctrine. Like, they can't shift or bend any of that. Like, that's not up to them. Because that comes from on high. That comes from the governing body, who are a group of, like, ten guys who are the, the only ones tower. that can... Yeah, the only ones that can talk to God. Or they don't talk to God, but they are communicated directly uh, to... By God. Now, is there a literal watchtower they go sit in? Talk to God. No, no. There used to be. If you if you ever been to New York, pre two thousand ten or something, uh, in That's Brooklyn New you York would see city? you would see huh? So in New York, the the city. Bitty. Shut up! If it's, 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 you would see <laughs> you would see. Um, the sign that said, uh, uh, read your Bible every day, uh, the red neon sign, and that, that was a Jehovah's Witness building. They had prime real estate in Brooklyn where they did all of their publishing, and that's where they had Bethel, which is where you'd go and do volunteer service for the Witnesses doing all their publishing work and everything. Uh, uh, Jared Kushner bought the property a couple years ago. Uh, I was going to say, was it Jay-Z? No. Did he sort of incorporate <laughs> them into his swag? Yeah, I was gonna say, what if there's a group of, because you know how there's like a group of guys who are, you know, like black guys who are like, you know, we're the we're the real Jews. The real Jews are black. Mm-hmm. What if there's a group that's like, you know, we're the real Jehovah's Witnesses, and they're black, and they're black, and they're Chinese, and they're black <laughs> and Chinese. Um, no, because they're they're very they they their whole thing is is like inclusiveness and acceptance no, but, and everything. So they no, but they they steal everything. From regular Jehovah's Witnesses, but they're, black, but they're, they're aesthetically black? they're aesthetically Black Panthers. Uh, hmm. <laughs> aesthetically uh, herbalists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was uh, when my mom was a uh, was a Jehovah's Witness as a girl. 
they would every every summer there's a it's a convention where a bunch of Joe's Witnesses get together from various areas and go to a big thing and it's swap kids around. You know, when I, when I was well sometimes when I was three or when I was growing up it was three days long. Uh, when my mom was growing up, I think it was like six days long. It was crazy. Every single day, wow. all day. Anyways, but there was six one. Days. There was one that was I forget what city it was in. Uh, but they had to give a lot of warnings because the Black Panthers were very active um, near the stadium where they were having the convention. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you know, it's, they're, it's fine. Like, we're going to respect them. Uh, just don't park, park. Make sure you park in the parking lot. Don't park off on the street or whatever. And my mom was like, yeah, one woman, you know, she didn't follow the instructions. She was killed. Uh, but she should have <laughs> listened to the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> the so. Black Panthers killed her. That's that. That's that's what they said. <laughs> By any means. Well, she had it coming. She parked on the wrong street, apparently. For being white uppity, in uppity. America, Kaka. Yeah. When they leave, they actually choose to lead a different life in a different place than what we have now. Now, sadly, some slip away in inactivity, but you know, others go away badly sometimes noisily, and they adopt a different way of thinking. And that's the danger, that different way of thinking. Sometimes even taking a stand against the express will of God. Now that sounds incredible to us. It's an incredibly bad decision, but it happens. Sadly, they that leave in that fashion have allowed their own opinion to take first position. They have given in to an exaggerated opinion of their own intelligence. The greatest mm. intellect in the world has yeah, provided sorry. us with a spiritual paradise. You do think you're really smart, right? don't you, though? That's not true. Yeah, you think you're so smart. Yeah. No, that's not this. true at all. It's very fucking (laughs) asshole who thinks he cannot be allergic to cats. Just walk right away. It 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 was very. I could not. I mean, it was very frustrating hearing that because if you, God, if you knew how horrible the experience of like trying to leave and trying to like make appeals to respecting the way that they view the world, but saying that you can't live your life like that, uh, and then have that. Uh, said back to the entire congregation is like this this fucking uppity bitch thinks he's too good for us uh yeah, yeah uh, uh, offensive so is there is there no concept of let's say you make those uh like the person you know attempts to leave or makes some sort of complaint that would imply that they would leave or it's against the doctrine or you know yada yada bullshit is there is there no concept of folks like you know badass here who just mm-hmm. like don't they don't they don't try to put forth an effort to get you to stop doing that they just hear you hear someone like say oh i'm done with this and they're like fuck you get the fuck out they don't no, even try no they, they try but they try they try in a way that is uncompromising so it's like so yeah no they tried with me especially because when i left i was like the the ranking locally as it goes in terms of like the hierarchy is there are the elders who this guy Hawking is an elder and elders each some of them will have their own like special department where they oversee and then so under the, the harem of boys <laughs> yeah and so then you have um 
the top boys, which I was a part of, which is very nice. You get passed around. Um, you got to top the other boys. Yeah, yeah. What it sounds like. Uh, no, I was a ministerial servant, which means that um, you were basically the fucking... I mean, yeah, might as well be the harem passed around. You're like the helpers to the elders. You do all the fucking uh, busy work, work and shit. Yeah, so you do like the bookkeeping for the, the building, and you do... Uh, like you, you help manage the territories, which is like where people go out and knock on doors and shit like that. So you do all the annoying bullshit. Um, but no, yeah, they definitely do try to get you to stay. And so for me, I left from being like, I went from being ministerial servant and doing all the stuff to saying like, yeah, actually, never mind, I can't do this. And so they definitely try to get you to stay, but it isn't, it, it's, a, it's like a false promise of working with you because it's not like, We'll, we'll agree to disagree, we'll accept the differences. It's like you need to change your thinking back to being susceptible to believing the exact things we believe. Uh, so you can't have fundamental disagreements. And then it's like you're gone, like goodbye. Yeah, it seems like a very yeah. poor form of... It's not even really negotiation. It's kind of like an ultimatum. No, it is. There's no negotiation. Yeah. You can't negotiate. Uh, it's, it's you're gone. And so especially for me, it was like... You know, I expressed that I had doubts or whatever, but like after the words, you know, by the time I was saying that I had doubts to soften the blow, I had made up my mind that I didn't want to do it. But if you, if you, if you are a ministerial servant or an elder or whoever else, and you approach them with doubts saying like, Hey, I kind of don't really believe in like this, right? Uh, you'll immediately get everything that you get to do in the congregation stripped away from you because you can't, you can't have a position of like privileges is what they call it if you yeah, are doubting right privilege. yeah yeah they yeah. do they do that's, a privilege check on you they check your privilege that's, yeah homie what set you from i am by no means uh you know christianity expert or you know expert in belief really in general organized i mean i know you would have assumed that yeah. i was given my Most ability to, to speak to snakes and bees and so on <laughs> um but uh you know, it, it kind of seems like it defeats the purpose of, well, obviously not only forgiveness, but, you know, a, a huge foundation of belief in general, especially religious belief, is the ability to doubt and reconcile that and take yeah. that leap. And right. to, to not have people question it just seems like, you know, obviously, you know, you've made the point that they're fucking lunatics and any, any seed of doubt seems to indicate that you are, you should be ostracized. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know how you don't have the... The, the cognitive ability to realize that if someone has doubt, you should try to show them why they shouldn't have doubt as opposed to be like, well, hey, give up but and fucking believe this. I feel like people must do that through unofficial channels, right? Like if you had like a really close relationship with somebody and you were like a true believer and they expressed doubt to you, you would probably try to like... Oh, I don't absolutely. Know. I mean, the thing is too, if you, if you are truly doubting and you go to someone who is like, like there are they are supposed to help you through the doubts. The problem is that is only that only has a positive outcome <clears throat> if ultimately those doubts are quelled or or those doubts are put to rest and you end up at the same conclusion as them. Yeah. If you are doubting and let, let's say you have a doubt over whether or not the flood in Genesis was metaphorical or literal, right? Yeah, like the, maybe the flood in Halo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you're saying like actually the library is not too bad. They just ran out of time, and so they had to reuse yeah. like corridors and copy and paste. Yeah, but like I'm fucking out of here. That's too <laughs> yeah, and then they give a marking talk like this fucking loser, this noob, this idiot. Uh, no, <laughs> but like if you if, shotgun. if you if you have 
a fundamental dis- disagreement and you bring that up and you you meet with them and they say like no here's why it's literal here's why it matters that it's literal and you say like well no i don't think it is but i don't think it matters right i, I think it's a good metaphor i think <clears throat> whatever like it, it's not going to affect me even that disagreement will will get you maybe not kicked out at that point but you will <clears throat> you will not be in good standing with the congregation so it is <clears throat> they they will they will work with you but they they have a it's a walled garden, right? And so it really they, seems less about belief and more about like whether or not you will sort of just fall in line. You it's what, what it is. Mean? It's control. Like it, it is absolutely control. So the thing about like uh, one of my things, and it might come up here in this talk later. One of my things <clears throat> is Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, you can't celebrate birthdays, and I brought that up at some point as a. This is a very weird, arbitrary thing that Jehovah's Witnesses make a huge deal out of. Yeah, And I said, every time you learn about it as you're a kid, you always hear that it's biblical and that God doesn't want you to do it. And the, the way the, they point to two examples of the Bible, the only time that a birthday parties are mentioned, like some horrible act of violence happens. I forget, like at one of the birthdays, John the Baptist gets decapitated and some other shit. And then Jesus says something about like, don't celebrate my birth because uh, a man when he's born has done nothing. A man when he dies has done so much or whatever. And so they use that as justification for biblically for what they do. But isn't do. that, uh, that's also why they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate Christmas because they say it has no basis in reality for it being in December uh, based on a few things to buy, which is probably true, but. The, no, that's the, totally the, true. But it the, was like the real. The mer- they, were, they were getting people from like, they were merging it with like traditions that people yeah. had in like their like whatever uh, pagan religions. And yeah, absolutely. Like but like, it's just like a winter solstice thing or whatever. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But the thing is though, is like they're they're they say it. Their justification for doing it, the reasons for doing it, are to be biblically accurate. But their real reasons for doing it are to yeah. set themselves apart. And so, yeah. sometimes you can get someone that'll even admit that to you if you are being frank, and they'll believe it without having any sort of like cognitive dissonance. And so. For example, one of the elders that met with me, I was like bringing up thing about the Bible, excuse me, the birthday, and he was like, oh, "Come on, you can celebrate a birthday if you really want to." And I was like, "No, I can, no, I cannot. I cannot like if I, as a Jehovah's Witness, says I'm gonna celebrate my birthday, you know for a fact that I would be kicked out." And he's like, "No, you I mean you technically can." And I was like, "No, but I couldn't tell anybody anywhere ever, right? It would, you couldn't do it's just things you couldn't do. So yeah, it's not it's not necessarily about anything other than control. They want to control you. They want to dictate what you think, yeah. feel, believe, and act. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, enforced enforced social cohesion, like yeah. reduce every element of individuality. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Okay. There is no superior intellect to that, but they fool themselves into thinking differently. Now, to make matters worse. The thought process of those that leave, and actually that's an apostate action to leave, to stand against, or anyone that's headed in that direction. Maybe they haven't gotten there yet, but they're headed in that direction. Here's the problem. It's insidious, and it's always dangerous, because it has a facade in front of it in, in an attempt to hide the danger that lurks behind the facade. That's what's insidious. And if that's not enough, apostate doesn't come in this nice little package that you can carry around and says, this is apostate thinking. It doesn't work that way. You know, in simpler times, which we always refer to when we talk about the old days, right? In simpler times, apostate thinking seemed to be confined 
to the field ministry in opposition to doing that, or to the Trinity, or some other doctrine about God. Or sometimes apostasy was created because of the hurt feelings or the imperfections of others and the hurt feelings that resulted. So people would leave and stand against. But today, these days, it's different. And and I'm talking about here in... City 17. I'm not talking about anywhere else. I'm talking about... City 17. Find oh, dangerous questionings about a list of things. I'm going to give you the list. Questions about... The... Okay, okay, so this next part, there's, there's a few things I want to touch on. Because uh, the next part is insane. And everyone that has listened to this that has had any sort of connection with Jehovah's Witnesses finds his choices for doing that insane even like strategically from his point of view what he's about to do next makes zero sense to do when his goal is to try to control this budding apostate thinking is what he's calling like this movement that me leaving and having talked to people when i left about you know people reaching out to me about why why i'm leaving he's he's trying to isolate this so what he's going to do next is insane but one thing to touch on is um apostasy by definition, I think, is just anybody who has left their religion, who's no longer a member of their former religion. For Jehovah's Witnesses, it is a very loaded word. Apostate is somebody who um, has left and has publicly spoken negatively about the organization. So mm. uh, if you leave and you say anything negative, you are labeled as an apostate, and it's a huge deal. I grew up like with mental images of apostates being like, demons basically you're you're taught to be extremely afraid of them because they are these are dangerous people that will i mean lead you into uh, away from jehovah into everlasting death basically they'll deceive you and trick you um so it, it's very funny now being one and how uh fucking lame and <laughs> ineffectual and boring mm -hmm. actual apostates are in in like compared to what rank and file Jeff's witnesses think they are. Um, at a, at a curiosity, when, when did you make the, uh, around what age did you make the decision to sort of, uh, make the leap, so to speak to leave or to join to leave, to leave. <laughs> so to leave in the way that I did to be excommunicated, you first have to be baptized in is, is an important, uh, thing to mention, I think. So even if you're raised in it, you're not, you don't get baptized as a baby or anything. They love, one of their favorite things to do is to, to joke about how Catholics baptize their babies, but they will still encourage you to get baptized when you're like 11 or 12 or something, which is, I mean, you're, you're still a baby. It's actually no different. Yeah. Um, and what they don't tell you is that when you get baptized, there is no unbaptizing. So even, even me, for example, like I cannot say, hey, I was too young. I didn't understand the implications of what I was doing. I would like to not be baptized anymore. Like, that doesn't happen. Uh, and the reason why that distinction is important is because the excommunication and the shunning that comes with it from your family and friends only technically applies to those who have been baptized and then leaves. If you never get baptized, if you're somebody that grew up like around it, but then left, you, it's a, like a loophole. You, you, no one, because the fear is... For example, my parents are still in it, and I'm excommunicated, and so I'm shunned. <clears throat> if my parents are regularly associating with me, and that gets found out, uh, they can be technically disfellowshipped for that act. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's, it's to try to... <clears throat> that, now, that's pretty rare. Almost no 
no elder body will do that to somebody for the most part, but it's still they're talk they're extremely uh, told to not do it uh, all, all the time. Um, but to answer your question, I got baptized when I was sixteen, I think. Uh, after I said I did not want to do it, and then I got uh, <laughs> like a huge ultimatum and like threatened by my my mom for for saying I didn't want to, and then I did, and then I ended up leaving. I was twenty two, I think, is when I left. It's hard to it's hard to remember, but somewhere around there, early twenties, uh, is when I got excommunicated. Were you? Um... So what sort of followed that? Were, were, so I guess first off, like, were you in college or did college follow? Or like, how, how did you, what was like the game plan after that happened? Yeah, so I, I was, and I was, uh, I had moved out already. So I was independent financially at that point, which made the decision easy. Um, well, not, not easy, it made it easier because I didn't have to rely on, I didn't, I knew there wasn't going to be a problem with me like, so the thing is, you, you won't be automatically kicked out of your house. Some people do. Some people get kicked out of their house if they leave uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, but um, and their parents are Jehovah's Witnesses. But you don't have to. You can you can stay there. It's just it's very awkward where they limit every interaction with you to the bare minimum, right? They don't you like, don't go out to see movies or go to like dinners or anything. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to limit everything to basic relationship necessities. Um, but for me, I'd already left. And I had other like social ties and things like holding me. Uh, but then when I decided to sever that, um, yeah, I mean, eventually I, I, I left and I said I wasn't going to go anymore. And then that is when, like you were saying, people tried to help like they did. They all came in from all angles to try to like encourage me and figure out what was wrong. And once yeah. they learned that it wasn't – because usually what they want is they want it to be something external that has stumbled you. Like, oh, um, yeah. you got caught up with a girl – from school or from work and uh you've committed a serious sin and now you feel like you can't do it anymore right like they want it yeah they they want it to be something like that so they can have a very easy path to fixing it but as soon as they learned that i had a fundamental problem with the organization and the belief structure is when like alarms started ringing because that is a that's a big deal because there's no there's no like fixing that. And that, that is like apostasy, right? Where I'm saying like, no, this organization is bad. And what you do is bad. Uh, and I can't be a part of it anymore. That is when, uh, things got a little bit more serious. And that is when the talks of like, Oh, we're probably going to disfellowship you start coming up. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a, That's an interesting point that you made with the external versus internal. It's almost yeah, as, as like how, how much easier, we would really like this to be easy on us. So, yeah. Oh, you you transgressed or you broke a broke a the religious law, so to speak. Oh, that's fine. We can get you on path A to B to fix that. But but honestly, there you have doubts. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're exactly. at a place where you're willing to like express those doubts, then there's probably no amount of e- they shouldn't waste any effort. Probably in their eyes, like trying to convince you to stay in because you're going to keep questioning things you know yeah. what i mean yeah for sure but, it, but it's funny though the, the distinction is because like you can right now right now there are jehovah's witnesses like i think in the congregation i left or at least in that area that went to jail for murder like they killed somebody went to jail came back out and are now in good standing with their organization so they <laughs> they like they serve their time 
they exactly they like and appreciate and respect that person more than they 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 view his sin as less than mine, which mine was, <laughs> hey, I think it's pretty fucked up that you can't take blood and that you uh, kind of ruin families by excommunication and uh, you know all the other kind of moral issues I had with it, which we're going to hear here in a list. Um, so it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Like my, my parents would probably be happier if I had killed somebody and then repented, uh, than if I said like, yeah, I kind of don't think it's cool how you let kids die if they need a blood transfusion after getting in a car accident. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, or at least from my understanding, are all the things that Louis Anderson are started is sort of going over, like are those very direct references to you, or are they just general sort of things that kind of involve you? So, so you can tell sort of when he's talking about it, um, he is he he he'll begin by saying something about apostasy, and then he said there, and that's not just in general, folks. That's happening right here, right now, today. Um, mm-hmm. And so then he, right before we start up back up again, he said like, and these aren't abstract concepts. He's like, I'm going to read you a list of things that people have problems with. Hang on one second. I'm going to turn my AC off. I'm going to grab another beer before we continue. I'm going to, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll sit here. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Beaumont, uh, can you hear me? I'm going to grab another beer before we resume. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to grab one too then. Hang on. So, folks, since the uh, the other two co-hosts decided to leave to uh, fulfill their alcoholism, I figured I'd take the time to thank one of our one of our sponsors, which is... Uh, is it Nabisco who makes them? I'm not really sure, but uh, they make Cheez-Its, uh, in particular toasted Cheez-Its, which are great. They... Um, Sorry, I'm doing our ad read right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by uh, Cheez-Its. Oh man, the uh, get the get the extra toasted ones. Those are those oh, are the way to go. Yeah, I touched on that. I, wait, does Nabisco make those? I have no idea. General I don't Mills. Know. Nabisco I don't know. seems really uh, old. Yeah. What does yeah. Nabisco even make? Uh, little crackers. I don't have um, a. I don't man. I don't. I don't keep snacks in the house like that. Uh, just because I have very little self-control when it comes to snacking. The only snacks I have are like nuts and like bananas and shit like that. Just because if it's like, I will grab it if it's there and I will eat something. Uh, mm-hmm. But we we had a box of Teddy Grahams in the pantry for probably two, two and a half days. I just couldn't <laughs> like when I'm going in on a snack, I'm going in on a motherfucking snack. Like I'm going to eat it a lot. Uh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely, and that's um, that's a big problem with uh, toasted cheeses or cheeses in general. What's yeah. the problem Ta- with toasted cheeses? They're too good. That, you can't stop eating. Oh, too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible to like. It, it's I always find it funny with serving sizes on snacks. Um, oh, and how their snacks are fundamentally designed to break the serving size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you know, eat I, one serving of a snack, they failed. Yeah. I, I, they have failed. I remember growing, growing up, uh, we were a Costco family, and my parents would get this Respect. at some point. At some point at Costco, they started selling these mac- chocolate macadamia nut clusters Ooh. in this like plastic little tub, and I would walk past and just grab one like throughout the day, just like mm, I'll eat a little one cluster. 
Like just, so I probably, you know, did that three or four times a day. I, at one point I looked it up and there were 800 calories in each one of those clusters. Wait, really? So I'm just like, yeah. So I was just eating <laughs> my entire caloric allotment for the day in cluster form every single day before I had any real that's, meals or just in between meals. That's awesome. Yeah, they were so bad for you. Were they uh, big? I mean, they were like like a tur- like, like a chocolate turtle about that size. 800 calories? Eight, 800 calories for these. Tr- I mean, it was like very impressive. rich chocolate, macadamia nuts, caramel. Yeah. Um, you know, something else. That, I don't know. That's, that's absurd. Yeah. Um, I, I don't pay attention much these days for worse or for worse, I guess. But uh, I used to semi-pay attention to sugar content on drinks I consumed. Um, now that I don't really drink soda, it's probably not as much of a concern as it was when I was younger. But, well, I got the get out of free Coke Zero uh, card, you know? Yeah. No sugar, good oh, for yeah. you, no problems. Yeah. It's good for you. Aspartame is like one of the most studied chemicals in history. I know. So yeah, literally. I, I'm pro it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I remember like I would pay attention to that shit. And then I remember I had like, uh, I was making gin and tonics at home one time. And I looked at like tonic water and I was like, had probably more sugar than a soda it's so much yeah. tonic water is crazy no one tells you gotta take the, you gotta take the the liquor and soda pill and once you do that then you can never look back if it's a diet tonic but soda yeah, yeah. Soda's but no I, soda's mm-hmm. bad i mean if i go to a restaurant or a bar and it's like some fucking gay ass bar where they're like we have artisan handcrafted tonic that come in these little amber bottles i will get a gin and tonic or when they say Oh, like we make these like really nice granite tonics. Yeah. Where it has like star anise floating in it and there's a bunch of leaves and shit in the, you know, glass. I'll get a gin and tonic, but I, I do gin and soda almost every time I'm at a bar. It's like my go-to. Go-to. Gin soda. Uh, yeah. Bar drink. Yeah, what, is, what are your guys' go-to bar drinks? Uh, gun to head or just, you know. I, I don't no, know. I guess just you're going like... out to a bar. You're meeting people. Yeah, well, it's, it's really a mood thing, to be honest with you. Mm. My my default cocktail is an old fashioned, easily. Old fashioned, okay. or nice. um, yeah. Second second to that, probably a Manhattan. Um, okay. In terms Those of cocktails, yeah, um, yeah, more or less. They're they're very similar. They come in a different uh, presented in a different glass, though. Which yeah, is very important. What about you, Paris? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I think there was a long time where my go to is definitely uh, like a gin and soda. Yeah. Um, or like a vodka soda if I was feeling crazy. I like but, doing um, a, I like doing the beer and shot combo too. Most, dude, most dives I love, will do. I love getting a shot of a uh, uh, Jim Beam and like mm. a Lone Star, a draft or a shot, star. shot of Jim Beam and then a uh, a pony of High Life. Oh, a pon- give me a pony any day. Give me a pickleback. Oh, you know? I love a pickleback. Oh, I know yeah. it's like a meme drink now, but I fucking love a pickleback. Is it a give meme? Me, give me some is nickelback, it, man. Uh, give me some pickle rick back. <laughs> yeah. Some pickle rickle nickelback. Uh, I, I always my favorite my favorite drink to order at the bar every single time is I go up there and I look to see if they have one where it's like, hey, if somebody's creeping you out, order the Felicia, uh, and then we'll we'll make sure you take care of. I go up there, I'm like, hey, get five Felicias, pal. <laughs> like, hey. Five Felicia's right now. No, t- we're not going to tip you if you don't get them off here. <laughs> That's a good move. I, back in uh, back in college, like in, I guess it was probably just like uh, the the area that the university was in, and kind of uh, the poor understanding of um, you know how to run a business and college kids that don't have money that sort of thing. But 
um, there are, there's a strip of bars that the area is known for. Um, and there was one in particular a lot of people would go to, uh, including myself, because it was kind of fun. They had a dance floor or whatever. But they had, uh, I think it was Thursdays, they had uh, Penny Pitcher's Night, which uh, quite literally equated to if you could find one of the empty like pitchers there that someone hasn't taken, you just go up. You don't even have to give a penny. You get a full thing of like cheap beer, like Miller Lite. That's kind of awesome. Just like one that was wow. left on a table somewhere. Yeah, oh, because everyone's so going for him. Yeah, so just like yeah. steal theirs and you go up. So you oh, that's so one. fun. Uh, which is sick, but it's like they they went out of business eventually. It's like you're just getting rid of alcohol. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I mean, it should have been only the cheapest beers, I guess. Well, I guess it was probably. One it the, was, yeah, but one of the bars that I could walk to um, from like a apartment I stayed at most of the time in college. Uh, they just they were doing like one week out of every month was two dollar you call it's all week. Oh, nice. So, like, every rules. time I would go, it felt like there would be, like, $2 you call us. So I remember, get, like, I'd... oh, yeah, let's do Patron shots, or, oh, give me Makers, <laughs> or, like. <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't, didn't go to college there, but uh, a lot of friends did, and so I would end up on 6th Street in Austin, which is just, like, notoriously horrible. But yeah, uh, I forget what the place is called, but they would do Long Island iced tea on tap. Uh, okay. And it was... It was like $4 for like a big gulp, basically. And I mean, you're, you're just, I mean, you're guaranteed to throw up. I mean, I just, man, yeah, that was, yeah. The, the thought of doing that now is insane, but back then you got to hit it at the right time. Yeah. I went to a, a barcade in Pensacola that had a similar drink that they called the Koopa Cup. Nice. Koopa Cup. <laughs> and you got to keep the cup. I love, oh man, I love keeping the cup. Oh, that's I love such, to keep the cup. That's such a fun. I'll drink fun water thing. out of one of those for ten years. Oh, I, I have from. a yeah, I have a plastic cup that I can't even remember now where it's from because the logo is worn off of it. But I kept it and I got my money's worth. Yeah, they're usually half the best. Of my, the best half size. of my drinkware is from Astros games from when I was a kid. Oh, thank you for your blood. The sword. Okay, I played it by welcome, accident. Welcome let's, back. Let's. Uh, I, I hit the space. Yeah, well, I guess let's move on. Let's... Okay, so he's he's <laughs> he's reading this list, right? And this is. Uh, I wonder if I can go back a little bit actually, if that's gonna fuck everything up. Let me just not. I'm drinking a uh, smell the van. It's a cider. Well, I'm drinking um some sort of rye whiskey that a friend of mine. You know what? Having uh, friends came over for dinner. And uh, brought brought for the hosts a full bottle of whiskey. Wow, that's How a nice. sweet. Yeah, yeah, they're very very yeah. um, very hospitable people, and we had them over to our place, and they they they, they still made it known. Also, he cooked a dessert at home and cleaned up everything like insane. That's really nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so like, is this one uh, of the so- rich people? Southern maybe? Comfort, no. Wild Turkey. I, I don't know what it is actually. I hadn't heard of the brand, but it's really good. Wow, he's like he's like a he's like a whiskey guy. Why don't you send me some? Oh, nice. Ever? Uh, I've never shown up empty-handed to your place. I've always brought things. I'm a good. I'm a no, good host. I'm a good guest. What I'm are you to... trying to imply that I show up empty-handed? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that I did bring you something already. Okay. I'm going to show up uh, empty clothes to both of you guys. <laughs> 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 that's a, that's a, yeah. It's a, there's a. I'm going to make you do the Smirnoff ice thing. I'm going to make you take in, what's that, What is that fucking thing people do all the time? Or used to do all the time? The, the challenge, Smirnoff ice challenge or something. Questions about the sanctity of blood. The authority Ooh. of the faithful and discreet slave. Ooh. Questions of God's right to execute judgment on the wicked. 
mm. of any generation, not just the past, but those that may be executed in the future, and particularly questionings about the fact that women and children were part of that judgment in the past. Mm-hmm. Questionings about our understanding of 1914, or the understanding of the generation that Jesus spoke of. Questions about that. The propriety of disfellowshipping. Some even question the concept of God. After having been a part of the truth, to leave and to begin to question the concept of God. And if they don't go quite that far, perhaps questioning the truthfulness of creation itself. Wow. 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 It's it's, it's (laughs) incredible to think about, but that's what apostate thinking does to people that were once part of a spiritual paradise. And that's not even a complete list. So what are we to think of this? And as Okay. So, not even a complete list. Did you list. doubt the existence of God? Or were you like, I don't know, maybe? Um, it was more so that, like, anybody who's read the Old Testament and then has read the New Testament, it is a, it is a different it is a different character, right? Like yeah, that is a, yeah, it's yeah. a different thing. The, totally. the God of the old Testament is, is vengeful, violent, angry, wrathful, uh, warring. Whereas the God of the new Testament is forgiving, um, like loving and, and, uh, you know, that's where Jesus comes in. Right. So like all of the forgiveness and golden rule sure. type stuff starts applying, uh, the more like Eastern philosophies have permeated the, the new Testament. Uh, so I was raising questions about like the validity of the record of why are we basing our entire lives off of this character who uh, is described by so many different people and then the like authenticity of the canon of the Bible I had some problems with and how it is, if it is something supernatural and something above men but we are relying on the judgments of men to decide which parts of that are accurate. You know, uh, I had issues with, I also had issues with like, you know, one of the things I would bring up, which like, you know, now I think even still being mostly where I was in terms of my overall worldview on these things, but, uh, I can be a little more apologetic towards where things like, I don't know if you know the story about the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant was given, uh, very in specific instructions on how to build it, how to maintain it, how to hold it, how to use it, who could see it, and to the point where you couldn't touch it, no one could touch it. And right. when it was being transported at some point, the one of the men assigned to transport it, they had big rods that would poke through the bottom of the covenant so you didn't have to touch it. Uh, it was slipping, and a, and a man reached out to, to study the ark so it wouldn't fall, uh, and God struck him dead immediately. Like, as soon as he touched the Ark, the actual Ark itself got killed him. And I remember bringing up, like, that seems fucked up, right? Like, that seems... Like, he wasn't trying to do anything wrong. He was trying to make sure this thing that was uh, made very clear that is extremely important to God didn't get fucked up. Uh, and he was killed without a warning. And, you know, so that's where, like, the the fucking guy talking right now says, like, you know, his his ability, his right to cast judgment on people was called into question. Which to me, even if you do believe in God, even if you do believe in the Christian God, even if you do believe in the Bible, you would think a God like that would welcome your scrutiny because a God that is all-powerful and all-knowing and all-kind and all-loving 
would be able to withstand that amount of scrutiny and questioning. You know, you'd, you'd want to be questioned, right? right? Yeah, you would think so. I, I, I would think so, yeah. I mean, c- given that that seems like one of the the under the underlying foundations of um you know self-awareness is the ability to to think about things abstractly and from the meta right which include like well what if this isn't the case i don't know i mean yeah that's what that's what god would want right it's like you know hey maybe i don't believe in you and he's like well figure it out yeah you should believe in me but you figure it out but god but god i mean it's, it's it's so funny though because that's and th- and that's where like I know I realize that people who are very religious where like faith comes in and where it where you realize that we don't have a full account, but it, it, it rubs me the wrong way because then you also have scripture saying that all scripture is inspired. So you have you have direct indication that every word of the Bible is inspired and beneficial, and you should mm-hmm. be accepting it. But then you have conflicting accounts that are difficult. And then obviously from an apologist standpoint, it would be that your human mind is capable of, of fully understanding the workings of, of a godly or a divine mind. But you have, you have situations where the, you have that guy who, who was, had give, the Bible gives no indication that he's a bad man. Mr. Chips he, Ahoy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chef Boy RD. Gluttony. Gluttony. No, 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 no. He, he gives no indication that the guy that touched the covenant to study it is a oh, bad man. Yeah. Yeah. If anything, if anything, it gives indication that he's good, that he's in that close of proximity to the most important physical item on the earth at the time. And he's struck dead instantly. Then in the Old Testament, which I guess the Ark is the Old Testament too, but you have Manasseh. Manasseh is a a tribal leader who routinely, the, what he's known for in the land is Get child sacrifice. Giving up the Manusi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having the Titus Manusi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he, he a child sacrifice. Manasseh would pass wow. his children through the fire. Um, and so all that of is them? what he was. All yeah, I mean yeah, no, he would. I mean I don't know if it's all of them, but he would routinely pass children through the fire. So his tribe would practice child sacrifice, which the true God, the God of the Jews, found abhorrent. Right. And Manasseh okay. later in the Bible is spoken of as a faithful, repentant man. So that 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 was that were things that were bothering me uh, as a mm. young man who's been led and you know raised in this thing, which were like the the to to me very clear contradictions of this character who is supposed to be a loving character. From from on one side, you could see like yeah, that person did horrible things, but. It, exists in us to repent and so can evil men repent it raises like very interesting philosophical questions right like sacrificing your kid is probably one of the most if you could rank them on a tier list one of the highest tier evils you can do these are people that you uh, as as a parent you you your only job is to fucking protect your offspring uh and this person willingly sacrificed them to a false God. And then yet he is viewed in, in the canon of the Bible by the same God as a good godly man at some point. Whereas the man who touched the Ark of the Covenant, who took it upon himself to be haughty enough to assume that he had the right to touch it is, is struck dead instantly. So these are the type of things that I was having like problems with and like working out, uh, which led to <laughs> led to me being excommunicated <laughs> and no longer getting to talk to my mom and dad, <laughs> passing through the fire, so to speak. Uh, Does that yeah. mean that they would just light them on fire? 
Um, I mean, it's not clear, but I mean, they would. That was that was the time in Canaan where they were doing a lot of, uh, and also elsewhere, where they were doing just sacrifices in general. You would sacrifice goats, so probably on an altar. Okay. They're probably killing a kid and, and putting it on an altar as like a sacrifice. Okay. All right, so let's see what else this fat is. That, is that fucking... really so bad? Uh, we're just asking questions. We're just asking questions. Loyal servants of God, how do we react to any of this? Particularly if someone that has either begun to go that direction or is standing over there now, what do we do? Close friend, relative, how do, how do we feel? Well, the first thing we want to try to do is to get help. We want them to get help if they will accept it. But it is not to sit with them and engage in debates about what, what is right or what is wrong. Has the truth changed because a human being now disagrees with it? No, it doesn't work like that. The truth didn't come from humans. The spiritual paradise is not here because of humans. Okay, it literally does, though, because the canon of the Bible was decided by humans, but that's the right. other there. It doesn't because change it wasn't if inspired, a human being says is that it what doesn't. No, he's just saying that, like, like so he's saying if you if you know somebody, somebody, if you know somebody, the somebody that he's talking about, um, you know, which is me, if you if you know me and, and are inclined to, like, try to help me, like, to reach out to talk to me, you shouldn't do it. Because what fruit are you going to yield from having a discussion about these things with me? Because the in, what he's trying to emphasize here is that the truth is the truth is the truth. And so nothing from me, a man, will ever be able to change that. And so if your right. mind is changed by me for whatever reason, which I wasn't, I wasn't debating people. I was trying to leave and people were reaching out to me to try to keep me in, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but if your mind is changed, that means that you haven't been, you haven't been given anything new that has, uh, clarified anything for you. You have just been deceived, right? Because the truth is absolute and has always been, which is just, I mean, fucking stupid. Like he could have worded it differently because like, I don't know, even, even that's why I have so much of a problem with this talk. And that's why it's like so interesting for me to dig back into, because I think if I was in his position, I could have made a more compelling talk to demonize me better and more effectively than he did. Uh, totally. He does a bad job of making me look bad. He does. Fat bitch. <laughs> you actually feel, you, you feel insulted that he didn't roast you more. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's <laughs> insulting that he didn't try hard enough. He's too stupid. He's got fucking donut brain. Motherfucking fat <laughs> fucking bitch. Exist. Is, um, yeah, is he still it. alive? Are you aware of? I don't know. He was really fat, so I would not be surprised if he did have a heart attack. Um, I mean, he was morbidly obese. Just, I mean, disgusting. Yeah. He's a disgusting person. Yeah. Yeah. An overall he should, slob. You should really uh, touch the Ark, and by that I mean, you know, <laughs> touch the C4 that has been planted <laughs> yeah, touch under the... the driver's seat of his car. <laughs> yeah, touch the, <laughs> touch the car keys to his Honda CRV. Uh, it's going to launch him. He wouldn't, no, he's not, he would not drive his CRV. He's not cool enough. CRVs are cool. I forget what he drove, actually. Oh, he bought a, he had a BMW. Uh, which is the lamest car you can buy. Yeah. Buying for fucking losers. Buying a mid 2000s BMW. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Um, Especially like a Beamer SUV. Yeah. So is, isn't there something with BMWs? And I only learned this recently that like 
Is it the turn signals that are they're weird, different than other cars? You no, like it's something different. No, it's just that people don't use them. the joke is that people that drive BMWs don't use turn signals. Yeah. No, well, I know that, but I, w- I was being actually kind of serious. Like, there's some there's some sort of weird little nuance in our design where, like, you, I can't even begin to explain it because oh. I can't remember it. But no. like, you do, you like flick it slightly differently. Or Maybe something. the only thing well, I know like, about if BMW you, like, is tap like, it to do it three times. A lot of cars yeah, have I that. Yeah, I think I think it's that. Yeah. Oh no, I think it's yeah, if a lot you of cars have that now. I think in a, in a BMW, you drive with your headlights off, and the first yeah. person to flash their high beams at you, you yeah. track them down and kill them, and then yeah. then you're a you Jehovah's Witness. Skirt. Yeah. yeah. That's how you... And then, the movie, <laughs> and then it's the movie Urban Legend. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a fun movie. It's a fun yeah, movie. it is. I watched oh, it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, you got to watch that. You got to watch Candyman. You got to watch Love uh, Candy Final Man. Destination. The uh, Candy Cherry Man. Hills. That's a bit Scary of an obscure movie. one. But it's good. Scary movie. Scary I killed movie. the bitch. Spooked out of your woods. Uh, the the side note: the new Candyman sucks dick. I haven't seen it. I feel like they just can't. Dude, the new Texas so boring. It. They can't remake the a new movie Texas like Chainsaw Massacre was sick. Really? I've heard it's good. I, I yeah, want to see good. it. Is it? Yeah, apparently nice. it's got a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes because it triggered the libs. Oh nice. well, then I gotta watch it. Then I gotta yeah. buy the shirt. You know. Yeah, the Leatherface yeah. was wearing a Trump shirt. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a MAGA hat when he was eating those people. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I saw a video of Trump. Maybe I'll, depending on how much I want to edit this, uh, he's at one of his rallies and he's he's like, apparently uh, John Kerry now is concerned about climate change because the oceans of the world are raising point zero zero two fucking inches in 10,000 years. <laughs> and the crowd loses their fucking mind. Yes. <laughs> and yet you have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate. The climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred fucking years. Yes. The dude has stand-up delivery. Oh man! Some... But I just I love that he's broaching. He, he's dropping the f bomb early, which means we are going to descend into like. Oh yeah. Not not in not in a. Uh, not in a lib reactionary. Oh no, we're in idiocracy now. In a sick, we're in idiocracy now. Uh, we're the. I mean, we're just gonna have state of the unions. Where he's like, what the fuck's going on in the union tonight? Yeah. <laughs> what fucking <laughs> union not? is it tonight? <laughs> what fucking union? <laughs> oh man! All right, let's see what the stat some of bitch has to say here. That's the end of part one. Thanks for listening to Western Promises. If you want to hear part two, you can sign up at uh, patreon.com forward slash Western Promises and get access to not only the second half of this uh, episode, I will also post the full talk that was given, just uh, the audio if you want to listen to that for any deranged reason. Uh, And you also get everything else we've done. So, uh, thanks. Deaf ones here again When de-
Such blessed times.